welcome to episode seven of the Lockup Podcast. We're back. We're back after a week break, and I'm joined by my lovely co-host, Chris Hickson. What's up, dude? What's going on? We're back over now. We're not down under anymore. That's true. That's true. It's over, but we are back at the Aussie Grand Prix after two years of straight up just not even having a Grand Prix there. 2020, we show up, everybody's waiting to race, and boom, everybody's told to go home. 2021, we start, we tried to start the season with it, then boom, canceled right out of the gate. And then finally, we were back, and it feels good. Yeah, I almost felt like I was going to be taking a shoey the way that uh, McLaren looked. Dude. I thought Danny Rick was going to get up there. Dude, we'll get to that, but damn, what a home race from the boy. What a home race for the boy. <clears throat> I think it was just an exciting race for everyone, honestly. Uh, maybe not everyone. But <laughs> maybe, maybe I, I not said exciting, everyone. not it wasn't boring. You definitely That's were true. either really happy or super pissed, depending on who you liked. Nah, man, that's true, and I guess we we can just go into it, but starting from quality on Saturday, I mean, man, we had some, we finally, we finally had a good showing from McLaren. Lando locking out second row, I, I, you love to see it. Yeah, this is where, where they should have been at the start, like, you know, the two races ago, they should have been in this position. Yeah, I'm just glad the, the graph is trending upwards, at least, because if they were still kind of stagnant of just even trying to troubleshoot and figure out what's going wrong. And they're still going out in Q1 or maybe getting one car to Q2. Man, that hope's looking pretty, pretty bad. But now that they've literally made leaps and bounds from first race to second race and then second race to third race, I think was the biggest leap so far. Hell so, yeah. I mean, uh, dude, that, what a showing from quality in them, honestly. What? What did they change from from week two to this one? I don't think their car – I don't think upgrades on their car was covered a whole lot this past week. But at the same time, I don't really – I think it was just adjusting the brake – like addressing the brake cooling issue. But that's the thing. I didn't see him porpoise at all this weekend. So I don't know what they changed on that. I, did they achieve getting more downforce on the front and rear? I don't know what they changed on that. Yeah, whatever they did, it's freaking working, and uh, Mercedes is probably peeking over to see what, what they're working on right now. Oh, no, I'm for sure. I mean, you, you've you literally heard George Russell say it in a post-race interview. Like, right, right after the race, he said, today we were the fifth fastest car on the grid, the fifth fastest team, and we managed to come in uh, third and fourth. Yeah, I mean that's that, that just goes to show that just goes to show how good they are. Like they, they have such good drivers that even in a car like you you saw every time uh Sergio Perez was behind Lewis, it was like you were just waiting for when he was gonna pass. And then when when Lewis was trying to get get past him, even DRS couldn't help him. Dude, that's what I'm saying. But let yeah, let's kick it off. Let's start it just lights out right now. It was good to see Lando. I, I was stoked to see Lando in fourth because this is a circuit that it's a right-hand turn. So I was hoping that he could maybe get off the line pretty fast, dive in for that dive bomb on the first turn and get in maybe a third place, a third place to start pulling away. He kind of had a slow start. Mercedes, Mercedes on the other hand, a great start. And dude, he, dude they, Lewis hawked him, bro. <laughs> he completely fucking hawked him and immediately find him, found himself in fourth place. 
Yeah, like, and, he, and he was able to keep uh, Checo behind him until DRS was enabled. Dude, that's what I'm saying. That's like Perez, unfortunately, uh, I mean, you know, shout out to Max. This is where it's just hard being Max's teammate. Max just had the inside line, and if Max kept going, he just had to give up that that left line and he had to back off. But in doing yeah. in doing so, he gave up another position to Lewis. So it's like it, it was it was a little upsetting right there. But to see both McLarens racing each other throughout it at I think it was sixth, seventh. Basically, the whole race was very cool to see. But no, what whatever Mercedes has done in this in this little two week break, it, they're doing something right because Lewis and George looked phenomenal on the track. Yeah, that's true. I mean, you got to think it's probably because they had a week off to kind of just you know figure out what's been going wrong and then uh, mental reset. You know, get away from the freaking terrorist attack that just happened. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it almost feels like a breath of fresh air <laughs> and and Mer- mercedes and mclaren were the only two teams to i think finish with both their drivers in the points yeah yeah you're right uh, that's and that's considered what where both of their teams are right now that's considered a win on the that's weekend that's a major win that is and a you, major win and apparently uh lewis's car was having some like engine overheating issues or something Really? Was, was he brakes. mitigating Maybe that it... the whole race or was no, it like the... towards the end? Towards the end. That's why he, he was saying like, you put me in a bad position. He wasn't talking about like, you know, not being able to beat George Russell, but just like they, they kept making him ease off the car because overheating. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. I, to be honest with you, I just, I just thought it was classic Lewis Hamilton complaining. Love the guy. I just want to say before everybody gets triggered, before <laughs> everyone gets triggered, love the guy. But I thought it was just classic, you know, well, Lewis Hamilton being Lewis Hamilton. Well, yeah, it is, obviously. I think he probably <laughs> wanted to beat his teammate and get third place. But they're like, dude, just finish with the car, please. Don't no, break yeah, it. Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> Don't break it, Lewis. <laughs> dude, just bring it home. At that point, just bring it. You're in fourth. You're literally best case scenario that could have happened to Mercedes this weekend, finishing third and fourth. By the way, shout out to the boy, George Russell. He's got his first podium with Mercedes in only three races. And yep. is and leading, he is leading Lewis Hamilton. And that for these three races, man, what a debut for his new team. Yeah, he's doing great. And Lewis is in front of Max now. It's getting weird. It's getting spicy. Dude, yeah. Leclerc has a 30-point lead on Max now. It's 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 his to lose at this point. Yeah. I mean, you saw you saw him say it today though, man. But we can we can hop into that. I mean, dude. He literally said, you know, if you want to win the title, these things can happen. And right now I'm not even focusing on the title. I'm focusing on finishing a race. What is going on? In 23 races last year, he had three DNFs. In three yeah. races this year, he's got two so far. Yeah. yeah. That is not a good look. Yeah, dude. It's, you know, we, we talked about a little bit. I said, you know, I, I don't think Red Bull can figure it out. They, they, they fooled us. You know, I thought it was good this week two. They had Max win it all. And now they're right back where they were in the first week with, you don't know what you're going to get from that car. Is it going to explode? Is it going to make it? Dude. I mean, you saw him when he stopped, it was actually on fire. Yeah. It, I mean, Pierre Gasly, his car was on fire. So it's it looks the like same that's- issue. It has to be the same issue. And they said, <laughs> they said it they was said it a wasn't. vacuum in the fuel pump. Yeah. Christian <laughs> Horner, man, 
What does that even mean, bro? I think we I think we called cap on that also, and we were right. <laughs> we did call cap. We were one hundred percent right. But do you think? Let me ask you. Do you think this is just that? You know, unfortunately, because now they have their own powertrain division and make their own engines and power units, with you know, with the help of Honda, is this growing pains for their first year of having that department? Yeah, it's got to be. I mean, you also have to think about it. Like, it's really hard as an engineer to like take someone else's work and then now That's you have true. to you have to modify what they did and you're like okay how did they design this how did, like I, I deal with that all the time like just just the way that people design parts even it's like totally different person to person it gets there's the just a different going. amount of finesse between people yeah i mean i'm sure even people that do coding would know like someone can write code this way someone can write this other way they get the same thing done you know yeah that's what i'm saying so it's like uh, I don't, I don't know there in order for him to like, like he said, I think that's a good mentality to have right now of not even worrying about the title and just worrying about, Hey, let's just see the checkered flag because <laughs> because that's the only thing he can hold on to right now, but they're going to have to figure something out if they don't want this lead to slip away. Because one, I think giving Charles Leclerc a, even one race lead is too much right now. And the fact that he has two on two. Him, yeah, the and fact it's that he not, has two full wins on him. Yeah, and it's not even just that he has two wins and like, oh yeah, Max is there in second or third. He has two wins where Max didn't even finish. Zero. That's points. what I'm saying. That's a bit. He'll never get those two races back of zero points. So that's with a with a driver like Charles, with a team like Ferrari, and especially last year, how even last year you you couldn't afford to make mistakes with Mercedes. Fortunately for Max, every mistake he made included Lewis Hamilton as well. So <laughs> I mean, so like unless you want to start minus, taking out Charles, minus like, the lockup at a. Uh... Baku. That's true. That's true. That was that was so lucky, Lewis. man. That, that so was so lucky with dude, that. Win, win, fuck it. Oh my god, Max DNF. Which that I don't. That wasn't Max fault at all. That was just a freak accident. I don't know what happened, but going 160, 170 miles an hour down the stra- the final straightaway on Baku, and then your freaking back tire just explodes out of nowhere. Yeah, that that's just unfortunate. And that but, was the second the second incident like that at that race. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, uh, dude. It happened to Stroll first, right? Yeah, yeah, happened to Stroll. I need to give Max Verstappen the Built Ford Tough Award because that dude's he took so many like crazy impacts last year and just kept it pushing, man. That's what I'm saying. And dude never lost confidence after all those impacts either. If not, gained more. Like, yeah, that's yeah, crazy, that's <laughs> dude. Yeah, speaking of crashes, though, we got crash and Martin. What, what do you yeah. have to say about that? Man, I I feel I feel so bad for Seb. One. Not only he spent the first two weeks battling COVID, he comes back to debut on this track throughout two practice days and qualifying, managed to only get a grand total of 26 warm-up laps before race day. And just everything went wrong from qualifying to practice, the car being like very unfamiliar to him from just it it just it, from it just already being a bad car and he's coming into kind of a bad situation of not only like it'd be one thing if he performed like that and the car was great but it was a performance like that and the car is also kind of shit so dude, the it's car's like, a dud 
The cars are done. Don't, oh, they don't just say it's missed, kind of. Dude, it's they just missed the mark, did they? Yeah. Yeah. I saw this video. <clears throat> I don't know if you saw it on Twitter or whatever, but it was like uh, v- Sebastian Vettel when they ask what's wrong with the car. And then it's like a clip of uh, a video where they're like showing all the components of the vehicle, like to explain what they all do. But the meme was that he was saying like every, literally everything in the car is wrong. It, it was really funny but dude i mean that's what it feels like it feels like everything in that car is wrong you heard him like uh when he when he put it in the gravel he was like yeah sorry i just can't figure out how this car's gonna handle under braking it's like yeah that's that's terrible Uh, dude it's like he the fact that that driver spent especially i'm sure the offseason for them was just as good as every team every team had an extensive offseason because they're going into a new era so Mm -hmm. like and their design like on paper should be working, but I'm not sure what's going on. And that's what we said about McLaren to, at the beginning of the season. I actually still think Aston Martin's still in the position of they're still troubleshooting what's going on. They don't even know what's going on yet. Their graph has stayed the same. They, Plus you got to like, think they had a, they had a backup driver in the car and any feedback they're getting, it's not from, yeah it's not from, yeah they're not getting they're not getting any feedback from him until now and That's like so they, they could have even taken the car and started developing it in the wrong direction because of it dude i mean yeah at the same time it's just i i feel for sebastian i what what can they do i i don't even know where they can find the speed because even when he put it even looked like seb put in a pretty decently hot lap at qualifying and it got him what to p16 to p15 maybe which i don't even think it was that i think actually he ended up getting knocked down to 16 (laughs) like i i don't i don't understand where they can find their speed because it's definitely not the drivers now unfortunately I, I said, you know, thank God Latifi didn't crash during the race, but man, he is not. He crashed during freaking qualifying. He has <laughs> not seen a Grand Prix in the last five race weekends, including the last two from last year, that he has not crashed in at some point of the weekend. Yeah, I mean, and I feel look. I feel bad because both Aston Martins were involved in three crashes today, Seb and two of them. <laughs> And then uh, Vettel and then Stroll just getting in that. I, I think that might have been the dumbest F1 crash I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, no, there, there was so much stupidity at play. It was like hard to even be that upset with Latifi. You know, you just go into it expecting it to be him. I mean, 100%. I mean, yeah, I was about to say, I, I wouldn't, I don't think anybody was upset of Latifi. Everybody was just like, yeah, well, that checks out. They were more so surprised it involved Stroll. But at I the same time, I mean, like you, i don't you know <laughs> you can't really be too surprised about it honestly it was just stupid just stupidity all around but back to what you said just a second ago about aston martin where where do they go you know they could they could start by not copying mercedes like i they, apparently they i they, mean trying to they're no, at least the, trying they fucking they they came up with a whole new aero division for aston martin and then the floor to the car is literally like virtually identical to what Mercedes is. Is doing. it really? Yeah, dude. I saw pictures of the underside. It's like, what are you guys even doing? Like, I thought I thought you guys started this whole new, the end, and then they're talking about, oh yeah, maybe we'll make our own engines too. 
dude. Well, you I mean, they're, the they're, they're <laughs> sitting, dude, they're, they're sitting there just waiting for what this team does. And then they're always with that strategy, they are forever going to be on the back foot. It's just, you're damn near, you'd rather be a sister team at that point. Uh, it's like Alphatari waiting for the Red Bull upgrades. It's like Haas waiting for the Ferrari upgrades. It's yeah, like it, at it least doesn't with make the, sense. At least with Alphatari, you know you got a good some good designers. Yeah, so. <laughs> at least you got that in your favor. But Aston but, Martin's lost. But not really anymore because you can you trust the Honda engines? No, you can't. You can't. And I understand we keep flipping back and forth. The, he has one good weekend, this and the other. But two out of three, man. We've we've seen three. It, it it can't be that volatile. It can't be we win the race or we don't finish it at all. It, it can't be that. Yeah, it, well, it simply I, can't. I thought they they fooled me because they had all four cars finish week two, and then Verstappen got first, and it just looked all around like okay, maybe they actually really sorted it all out. You know, it's Honda, no issues before then, and then now it's again. I'm never gonna say that it's gone until Dude. like they go on like a five or six stretch where they 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 win all those races and don't have any issues chris the issue looked identical to to pierre gasly's alfatari he yep. immediately pulls off to the side as as he's mid-corner all power completely shuts off to the gpu and icu everything he starts smelling some weird liquid pulls off to the side immediately gets out whole back of the engine engine cab is on fire like it is identical, and there is no. If they come out with a statement regarding Max Verstappen's car, and it's anything different than a vacuum in the full pump, it was capped from the start. I mean, <laughs> it was. Capped. You don't even need that. We already know. We already know. He <laughs> is lying. Speaking of other crashes, what's up with Carlos, man? Bro, whatever was in Aston Martin's water, that's what Carlos was sipping on because he was struggle bus all weekend. And I refuse to believe this Ferrari team with how strong Carlos looked last year against Leclerc. I refuse to believe that is that there's anything different from car to car. I don't think Carlos's car is drastically different from Charles's car. But what what's what's happening with his car? Because I don't believe it's Carlos either. It's not him. But damn, dude, it looked it, it looked like he was in an Aston Martin this weekend. I I don't know, man, if you can really say that because week I had one, him he, winning he was, week one. He he pulled off the one two. So that's what I'm I mean, saying. Like what? I think it is with him. I think he's the new Valtteri now. Oh no! Put some respect on his name. I'm sorry, man. I don't want to say it, but. oh dude i think i I had him winning this weekend i think the mental aspect now of now they both have a really competitive car and like he's gonna put in an amazing lap he's like oh man i just let all these sectors then leclerc comes right after him and just smokes him everywhere you're like oh shit you think it's just a huge detriment to the fucking mental yeah yeah i think so and now they're a top team so the expectations are all the way there for him to be performing and maybe getting wins also yeah, I guess now this year it went last year from let's battle for P three P four to we are going for the championship. It went fronts. It went zero to hundred real quick. Yeah, whole squad on the real shit. <laughs> um, but like that, I mean it. It wasn't just the race though, man. It was the whole weekend. He was struggling with the car the whole weekend. He said something about 
that his his setup compared to Leclerc's this weekend, something was compromised or something put him on the back foot. I don't know what it was, but if they were running two two different setups and going with two different strats, they obviously got it wrong with him. Or if it was his call, he got it wrong. I'm not sure how they run things there. I know Ferrari's pretty well. They're pretty did, infamous for team orders, but I don't think that was in the play here. Didn't he he start on hard tires? Yeah, and it, I we did see in the beginning that the hard the tires people, the people starting on hards trying to push them really hard in the beginning they just fell off so quickly. They were not the move. They, they were, were not the move. move. I mean, and, uh, they were the only move for Albin, but they weren't the move for anyone else. Yeah, that's true. I mean, uh, but you also thinking about Ferrari a little bit. Uh, they they were testing upgrades and you could see that the way that they had the car set up, like they were porpoising way harder than ever before. So I think they tried to go lower. Yeah. That's may, true. Maybe it's just a little too much for Carlos to handle. He, he was getting tossed around in that car this weekend too. I, I do have to like agree to that. He was getting that, that car did look like his car specifically. I, like we said, I don't, I don't know if their setups were different. I don't know if they were on two completely like plan a and plan B, but his car specifically looked like it, it, he's never driven it before. It looked like it was day one with that car with him today. Hey, what's or, up with Haas, dude? Uh, the, what happened? I'm going to give him one more weekend. I'm going to give him one more weekend. I understand. I understand where your head's at because they looked kind of just eh. They looked mediocre. They looked like they, they were just kind of racing each other all weekend and but nowhere really in the mix with anyone. They they weren't really competitive with anyone. I don't know where the pace went. I don't know. This could have been a good track for them. I, I, I guess you could consider it a win personally for Mick, but they were very lackluster this weekend. That's why I, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt, but lackluster for sure. Yeah, I, I think – do you think it might be that the fact that they're not doing upgrades yet and other teams are? I mean, yes, but at the same time, Gunther has been very, very adamant that they're not even close to unlocking or extracting everything out of that car yet. Yeah. So I, I just I just don't know. But the thing is, is that I love K-Mag, and Mick looked better this weekend. He did. He did. I just don't think they have a driver to extract everything out of the car on their lineup. If there mm. is hidden power in that Haas – if there is something more in it, I'm not until Mick can show me just raw pace around a track in the car he's handed. Like, I understand I don't expect him to put it on pole or I don't expect him to do that, but I need to see some raw pace out of that Haas car. I know Kevin Magnuson isn't going to do it because if K Mag could have seen raw pace, he would have done it in 2017, 18, 19. He would have done it in those cars. Those cars weren't terrible but he he would have done it then but i just don't think they have a driver to push it that hard yet i i, I don't know that's my take on it though yeah i think that's a fair thing to say and yeah i mean uh mick had some great moments like you saw him battling against carlos he got a pass on him yeah uh, which which is insane i i think you know him him and now he has joe to kind of push him a little bit more another uh rookie but i think joe might be a little bit better right now i think i think you know what man like, like we said in the very start of the season i think alfa romeo just hit the lottery with the lineup this year 
They, yeah. they they've been eh the last couple of years because you know they did that one after 2018 they did the one for one trade of let, give give them Raikkonen and then send Charles to the super Mac contract of he's Ferrari's boy now. So yeah. like they, <laughs> they they did that and then ended up getting uh Giovinazzi, which I, I I get I'm sure I'm a fan of Giovinazzi, but man, he I just don't think he was ready. I just don't think he was ready. And then with Kimmy retiring and them not picking up Giovinazzi anymore, uh, Valtteri Botas was just the perfect – I think that was a no-brainer, perfect fit. And to have Joe come out of F2 and make his debut into F1, I think he's had a beautiful start to the season. And I think the battles between Joe, Sonoda, and Mick Schumacher this year should be great. I just need some a little bit more consistency from Yuki. He's just a fiery guy. He's trying to do too much sometimes, but a little bit more consistency from him. But Mick Mick made that Haas look good this weekend. It just was mediocre at best, unfortunately. Yeah, he, he did good. And like you were saying with, with Haas, I think Alfa Romeo has the advantage because they do have a driver that can yep. get everything out of the car. Yeah, Valtteri. Valtteri will give you very literally all the feedback you could possibly want, and if not more. Dude, so, okay, hear me out on this. Do you think that could be a reason why Mercedes might be a little little struggling right now with their design? I mean, maybe, because I understand that, like, I'm not going to pretend to sit here and know what Lewis Hamilton does behind the scenes with the team or whatever, but I haven't heard – very much since I've become an F1 fan of him being super hands-on in development of what's going to go on and feedback and stuff. And George is obviously very young and it's his first year with a brand new team. So I don't expect him. Uh, he's learning the car just as much as everyone else is this year. So it's like, I, I'm not sure what goes on in development there, but I, I just don't know who's steering the ship. And right, mean, right now it seems like it's going great but they're just not as dominant. No, I'm not, I mean, I'm not saying like, oh yeah, Lewis is, you know, he, he doesn't know how to help them make a good car. I mean, I'm sure he does, but like you have to think they had Lewis and Valtteri in the past, like two guys that could really push the car and they both knew like what they wanted for their driving styles and they were able to make a better car all around because it's not just developed to the way that Lewis wants it, you know? That's and true. Then, and then uh, I think that having those two opinions to make it more well-balanced you know, car. And then now they have George Russell and, and, you know, he's pretty young, so he doesn't have all the experience. I feel you, but Mr. George Russell's on year four. He ain't no, he's getting close to not being a young buck anymore. And well, I will say this though. He's now with a championship caliber team and it's just a different culture over there too. So like, I, I totally agree with you there, but at the same time, like, You've you've now got someone that's – I'm going to say it. I'm going to flat out say it. George Russell is faster than Lewis Hamilton. If you put them in identical – like I'm, I'm talking straight up, same setups, same everything from, from da- down to tires, down to, you know, weight distribute, everything. George Russell is faster than Lewis Hamilton. I couldn't say the same last year. I thought Valtteri was the clear number two. On nine times out of ten, Lewis Hamilton's beaten him. I, I, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say that from the start. 
now that you put a driver like George and just like today, we see George beating him in race number three and in race number one, like that's pressure. And well, no, no, you mean uh, three and two. Because oh, the yeah, first race, did. Lewis yeah, got right. on the podium. You're right. You're right. Lewis finished P10 the second race. You're right. Yeah. Um, the last two races, yeah, the last two races, and and consistently throughout the weekend, being pushed to be that almost be that number two driver. So it's like they they're focused on driving, and the feedback is probably really minimal because. And I think, but this thing, I think this goes across the board for the whole grid. The feedback is minimal because everyone is learning a brand new car. They don't even know what to feedback yet. Like yeah. that's my take. That's a shot in the dark take, but like, I, I think everyone's trying to figure it out right now. Yeah, no doubt. Everyone is, everyone's definitely learning. It's a new era. Uh, but okay. Question for you about the race. What, what, what were your favorite moments or your number one favorite moment, I guess. Let's see. Well, one, we, we didn't get a Nicholas Latifi safety car. That's top. That's top three moment for me on this race. <laughs> uh, two, I don't know, man. It, it's, it's nice to see a brand these last three years. It's nice to see a brand new era of championship leaders. And Charles is just, you know, cruise control. Charles is fucking, uh, he's Triple making, C. dude, he's making that Ferrari look just very just effortless it's really effortless and just watching him just race with virtually no problem today which on other days it could have been a boring race but it, i mean just seeing him race virtually effortlessly has been great to see and my number one favorite thing because i am a fucking mclaren fanboy Double points for my guys, sixth and seventh. Could have been fifth and sixth, but it's totally okay. I am stoked Danny Rick got a good placing in the points for his hometown race. I'm stoked Lando finished sixth. It was a, that. It's a huge W for the weekend for McLaren. And no, that that very literally was my favorite moment because, dude, it, uh, that should have been the first and second race. Like that should have been, they should have been well within the points and probably sitting P4 in the championship right now. I agree. I think uh, for me though, top three race moments, uh, number three, we'll start down here, was Leclerc saying, I want to pit for new tires to get the fastest lap time. Dude's a yeah, savage that was, for that. that. Yeah, that was just absolute savagery. He didn't care at all. Oh, I love that. <laughs> uh, number two, uh, it's got to be Albin, you know, going 57 laps on those hard tires, really oh, making it last. Oh, my God. He, by the way, he should have he should have been driver of the day. Yeah, um, for sure. Un- unanimous, he should have been driver. I think that was absolutely stolen from him. And then I think my favorite moment of the race was when it was Danny Rick came out the pits, and then it was Albin right behind, uh, right Dude. on his bumper. And then I think it was maybe Stroll was there too. Yeah. And then they go three wide. Danny Rick's in the lead. He's got both those cars to the left of him, DRS fully open, and he's just cruising, and he still beats him in the corner. Dude, no, that that was that that was very literally like that. The cameraman got it perfect on the timing coming down the final straight uh, of Danny Rick coming out of the pit lane, 
and then out one album almost freaking smacked him coming out <laughs> of the pit lane and that would have been that literally would have ruined the weekend for McLaren. I would have been so pissed. But speaking of smacking people from behind, did you see after the after the safety car, Mick having that super close call? Oh, dude, he was about to. <laughs> oh my god, have, we were about to have one less Japanese driver in F one. Dude, he almost he literally goes, "Holy shit, that was close!" And the, and the race engineer was like, "Yeah, man, I understood. Like that that was so close." He almost ruined his whole race. Yeah, that would have been that would have been terrible, man. Uh, but yeah, you got to think some of these teams now with all their crashes. You know what? When are they going to hit their budget cap? What are they going to do after that point? Like, let's say, <laughs> oh, dude, you you heard earlier this week, man. Haas, uh, they don't have another chassis for Mick. Like this oh. is last chassis. Oh, they 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 are they are like pinching pennies right now, dude. The, with the damage he did to the last one, he does not have a backup. Dang. And then think about Williams, man. How many more, <laughs> how many more crashes until Latifi's out for the rest Dude, of the Yo- season? Dude, Yost is probably, like, has sweat on his brow, and he's looking at Alvin. Like, he, he has his feet kicked up. He goes, man, what, what are we going to do? What, what are we going to do, man? Because and you could- he, he's probably asking Alex. He goes, hey, man, can I have your backup car? Can I donate it to this guy? <laughs> and dude just think about this though also like they're already in probably not the worst i think aston martin's the worst but second worst car like how do you develop anything when you're <laughs> pinching pennies you can't the you literally can't what was that uh what was that tweet we saw it was uh th- this is uh the williams garage after every grand prix weekend and it was a clip from family guy and it was a barn being built up and then it's completely shot down and blown up. And then they immediately build it up again. <laughs> it's like, dude, it's like you said, you can't do anything if you're always fixing a mistake from the previous weekend. You can't, oh, our upgrades are in. Uh, we, you know, we got our new parts into the shop. Well, we can't add them on because we still have to replace 90% of the car because it's freaking destroyed. It's like, it, it doesn't make sense. And they're going to be on the back foot all year if that's the case. And I know Yost and the team and the investors over there do not have the time to be repairing Nicholas Latifi's mistakes all year. Because we know it's not going to be Alvin all year. We know that. Yeah, well, we'll see, we'll see what happens. Uh, I'm excited to see which team hits the budget cap first. My money's on uh, Williams. Uh, I don't know. What, what do you think? Who, who, who would you say is going to hit the budget cap first? I mean, my money's on Williams, but is it safe to say that Red Bull and AlphaTauri could be there too with this reliability Ooh. issue? Because engines aren't cheap, but at the same time, we're we're sitting here ripping Red Bull for engines. But can we talk about that Fernando Alonso is already on his third power unit? Yeah, just bust a new one out every week. It's all good. That's what I'm saying, right? Just you know, just give me the grid penalties. I'll. I'll use a new one every weekend yeah that dude was driving like crazy man Man. wish wish he was able to to you know do do better i mean if he wants that two to three year contract he sure as hell is driving like it right now he's doing great just he's he's had a series of unfortunate events i'm not gonna lie definitely a lot of a lot of people so far have rip max Verstappen. uh but (laughs) but yeah i think i think that's you know, we got we got a, another break, and then we're going to uh, Italy. We got Imola, 
it's going to be exciting dude you that's going to be that's another fast track we got two fat back-to-back fast tracks with fast corners yeah well I, I can't wait to see what ferrari does for the upgrades and hopefully we can see them porpoising a little bit less and you know, just well with again. this new engine upgrade if what they it's not they said they were probably doing that in may right yeah they're doing that in spain i think okay that ma- that makes sense no but i i do want to take the time to just say i know like max dnf'd but shout out to checo man he held it down he got p2 he it's the best result he could have gotten with the gap between him and leclerc today you know they salvaged what they could with red bull because if max is going to dnf and not challenge the leader you might as well go out and get p2 so shout out to checo it, it, yeah it you is- thought you thought he was doing bad and it was looks like signs is the one that can't handle the pressure Dude, that's what I'm saying. I, I might have been – maybe I'm wrong. But you know what? Maybe I'm wrong. But che- Checo is a good driver. I just think, man, Pierre, Pierre, I don't know. Like, he, he's gotten all he can out of Alphatari. I, I truly think that. I, I think he's hit the ceiling at Alphatari, and there's nowhere else to go for him there. Yeah, there. well – Hopefully we see him going up. That would, that would be pretty sweet. Uh, yeah, I don't care what team it is, but as long as he gets an upgrade, I think that'd be awesome. But yeah, man, you're right. This that that's been the Wait, Australian. Wait, hear, hear me GP. out. Hear me out. Pierre oh. and Leclerc? Question mark. Uh, that. Yeah, I don't know, dude. Anyways, anyways, yeah, I don't the, know, dude. I think this was a good episode. I've just thrown some speculation out there. Who knows? But, oh, uh, you're gonna argue some with someone on Twitter with that one, dude. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, it was a yeah. good race weekend, and we'll catch you guys uh, at the next one and next week. Yeah. Shout out to all y'all that listen. This will go up tomorrow, Monday, on April 11th. Check out our Twitter at tlupf1, Instagram tlupf1, and we'll catch y'all on the flip side later, family.